0: Hey guys, welcome back to episode 8 now of So How Did I Get Here with me Sam Lax. hope you're well. This week I got to chat to one of my neighbours, didn't I? And it just so happens that he's the man behind Bondi Beach Beer, brewer Paul Parks. Now as a top bloke, we had a lot to chat about, including his long list of businesses that he set up along the way from stand up paddle boards to eyelash extension imports and oh yeah, sex toy drop shipping. And then of course we cover how his love affair with brewing started. A simple friendly competition with mates to where he is today with product on the shelves of most establishments throughout the Bondi area and looking at sites for a Bondi based brewery. Anyway, I had a lot of fun chatting to Paul, so without further ado, I'm going to take you live to Bondi Beach Radio Studio, where this interview is recorded. Good morning and welcome, guys, to episode 8 now So How Did I Get Here, me, Sam Lax, and I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, the Bondi Beer Brewer, Mr. Paulie Parks. How are you, fam? All right, mate. Thanks for having me. Not at all, mate. Thanks for swinging by. A nice short walk for the pair of us.
1: Right, well, it's just uh, just up the road of the to the, uh, the local diggers.
0: You know uh. it, mate. Yeah. So the pair of us came to meet by uh, virtue of me moving into the house more or less opposite yours, right?
1: correct? Yeah. Um, I think I had the uh, the garage door open and I was probably tinkering around or brewing something at the time and you, you popped on over and...
0: Hells yeah, yeah. Well, you wrote me in to do a quick drone, remember? I was being a lazy guy. Oh, that's trying right. Trying to <laughs> fly my drone out of my window to check the surf in Bondi and you were brewing up something special and asked me to just do a quick... Quick pan out of it, so I, I obliged. And yeah, we got chatting after that, didn't we? A sneaky little bit of content for me. Thanks yeah, for that. <laughs> too right, too right. And that content was for, of course, Bondi Beach beer. But we'll get into that in a short period of time. So the the concept of this show, just chat about awesome people's lives and where you've come from, etc. So yeah, should we cool. begin at the beginning? Oof, how far back do you want to go? Where Where were you born,
1: mate? I grew up in an area. Uh, in western Sydney or northwestern Sydney called Cherry Brook. Good place to start and you get get out of there quick as soon as you realise there's more exciting stuff sort of outside of your your little bubble.
0: Yeah, real talk, real talk. So what would I find you doing at school and in your youth? What were your interests? What were your what were your passions?
1: I i just got up to trouble most of the time. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a little bit of ADD in there which sort of probably helped me with my career today. But yeah, yeah. um yeah, I was just normal knockabout kid, skateboarding, um, that type of thing. But yeah, pretty normal lifestyle. Then um, went to high school, did my HSC, and then started working in bars and nightclubs.
0: Oh, okay, um, yeah. So this was the the first taste of it.
1: Yeah, basically as as soon as I... Um, yeah, 17, 18? T- 18. 17, 18. Yeah. Uh, started work in uh, North Sydney, I yeah, believe, yeah. was my first... Um, my first hospitality job, and uh, that was at a place called Metropolis. From 18 to about 25, there was, was a bit of a blurry time. I, I started working um, at nightclubs and stuff, and um, yeah, work, worked at a famous nightclub called DCM Nightclub for a bit. Uh, DCM. Which, yeah, so uh, that was that was a bit of a... Bit of a wild. Uh, I was there for like three or four years or something. So
0: and again, for those that don't know it, why was it famous?
1: I think it was Australia's version of Studio Fifty Four in the late eighties and nineties. Oh, wow. And and uh, yeah, it was just yeah, it's it pretty pretty wild place. I had a twenty four hour license, wow.
0: um,
1: and that didn't use it was its... long before
0: the lockout laws. Then
1: oh yeah mm. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, this is when yeah, this was Oxford Street in its in its prime, um, and. Um, yeah, it, it it would open on a Thursday and you know shut for a few hours um, each night or whatever. Um, Just go, for quick go, clean, quick clean, and then um, yeah, it was uh, pretty pretty taxing on the old mind and body uh working at a place like that but um jesus yeah magic
0: roundabout <laughs> kind of vibe so while we're here give us a give us a flavor of sydney before the lockout laws and then a bit more so of uh, i want some anecdotes from this club this oh, club sounds nuts man. so i've come over here what two years ago yep to you know Everyone's saying, "Oh man, you know, ten years ago, blah blah blah, it used to be popping Kings Cross, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and all of that."
1: So, what have I missed? Look, it it was just wild. It was it was a like Oxford Street and, and Kings Cross was just a melting pot. And um, you know, uh, contrary to what uh, everyone's saying, it, it was it, it was pretty safe. Like um, you know, the, I, I guess the the more people in in a certain area um, mm. can bring you know two things can. Bring a bit of um, hustle and bustle when there's, um, you know, everyone's sort of spilling out of the streets at closing time, but also there's safety in numbers. And um, the scene seemed, seemed pretty pretty uh, pretty good back then. Um, you know, it, it had its um, had its moments. But, um, yeah, it was just when those lockout laws came in, you just saw these places close down one by one. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, just people sort of moved to the areas that they're allowed to enjoy themselves, like Newtown and... Uh, God forbid the the casino and um, Mm, mm. yeah but look it looks like they're sort of um, making some sensible decisions now and and, um, trying to revive the
0: getting on its popular opinion now the damage is done though now King's Cross has been developed etc
1: yeah look it's um, it's one of those things I I, I think they'll it'll it'll come back around it'll just be a slow build again Mm. Um, and for the, the the bars and clubs that have sort of Gritted their teeth and battened down the hatches. Um, hopefully, they do well out of it uh, because they would have done yeah, it tough over the last few that. years. Yeah, it's been a yeah. slim
0: few years for them. Yeah. Oh man, man. All right. So, coming back to this famous club, give us a give us an anecdote from that. So, Studio Fifty Four. I watched that doc recently, and they had like everything from horses coming in on ceremony to obviously every celebrity under the sun to every creed, shape, size, etc., oh. etc. Cetera, et cetera. Look, there was
1: um. You'd probably, it, you'd know it by its uh, queue that went up the road. It's probably a hundred meter queue wow. all, all night, except for about maybe six o'clock when sort sensible of people, sensible people start going home. Uh, but it, it yeah, it had this amazing lighting rig um, that sort of hovered over the dance floor. This, um, this big sort of uh, square or rectangle with uh, lasers and the whole thing lowered down and twisted and buckled and uh it 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 was uh it was when the first lasers came out too which was pretty cool and they had this screen and i was showing 3d lasers on on the screen but look we you know there's more to tell, but what kind of music pro- we do? Probably, about? yeah, probably not good for a podcast where someone might hear. Or, geez, mum might be listening. I don't know. Oh, so. <laughs> he's
0: got the filters. On. Actually, the I'll, t- filters I'll tell you on.
1: what though. Mum and Dad went to uh Carol's by Candlelight one night, and um, they <laughs> walking, quite the same as <laughs> Well, they're walking down Oxford Street afterwards, and they saw this big queue. And um, they said, "Oh, my son works there," and they um, they ushered him upstairs and. Uh, Mum and Dad got on the dance floor, and they oh, were yeah, in their fifties, and everyone else was, you know, in their uh, eight, you know, teens to yeah. late twenties and whatever. So that was pretty funny. That was a uh, bit of a shock.
0: Uh, they enjoyed their
1: night out? Yeah, they had a great night. Bit of a shot walking around the corner and just seeing your parents there. It's like, fuck.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: dear. Do <Dear laughs> you
0: meet Oh, so good to see you, mum and dad. Yeah. Shuffle back. I've, I've got to go, sorry.
1: <laughs> the, the, the manager, uh, my mate Donnie, looked after him at the time, so they didn't really know him. No one in their little group paid for a drink all night. so oh, beautiful. It's hard to get rid of them later. So,
0: yeah, 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 I can imagine, yeah. Is this what it's like every time, Sam? We'll come back again. You're yeah, like, yeah. oh, no, no. Nah, no. man.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, after that, um, worked up in the cross at uh, a bunch of bunch of venues. Um, you know, just, just stuck in sort of hospitality over the years. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Worked in a fine dining French restaurant on Pitt Street. Um,
0: and is, there, is that in the kitchen or is that waiting or...?
1: Oh, just managing so yep, managing. Yep. Worked at Coogee Bay Hotel, managed that as a duty manager. Oh. Um, spent a few years up at the World Bar up in Kings Cross. Yeah, Do you, yeah you remember yeah. the World I know Bar? It. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's sad to even say that that phrase. Do you remember the World Bar? I just, know. Yeah, 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 yeah it's yeah. Pretty, pretty sad. That was, that was another institution.
0: I think it was back in 2011 or something. I went there when I was travelling. Yeah, that's right, long yeah that, been that been, was
1: there. that was a cracker of a bar. It was. Um, yeah. The, the 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 guys that ran that, know, they ran a really good tight ship, um, and the music scene there was really good, and people just had a great time. It was just a good, wholesome, safe night out. And then did a little stint at a backpacker place called the Scaric Canary, and that was with a, a company called Base Backpackers, uh, where I met my current business partner now, uh, Brendan McKenna. He was a um, uh, the ops manager for the group. Uh, I think that's I think that's what he did. Mm-hmm and then i did a stint in london um as, oh yeah over the pond yeah and then um yeah went over there and did what did whatever every other australian uh, does when they go over there and w- work in hospitality but i was sort of already uh you were already geared up for it yeah yeah um then i worked for a dude uh called ferdinand um a bit of a mysterious guy won't go into it too much but he owned um a couple of nightclubs and uh, we're, we're lucky to live above one of them in Leicester Square. Oh wow! Leicester
0: Square, which is location, 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 mate.
1: mate. It's pretty much the centre of the uh, centre of the universe, and, and we had a rooftop there that overlooked the um, the View Cinema. Wow, uh, that's class! And yeah, I used to charge the, um, the the paps twenty quid to come up to the rooftop Serious? and uh, take photos for for a, a good uh, sort of,
0: Genius. Birds the of... red carpets or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> mate, and yeah, it's good little little bit of pocket money. So um, yeah, that's class. Very Entrepreneurial. Did a pap knock on your door one time, and then you thought, "I can make a little buck out of this." How did that work?
1: Yeah, I think he's, he's probably seen us sort of hanging over the roof, gawking at the um, yeah. at the slebs and sort yeah, 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 yeah. Pro- proach us down the bottom, and then um, yeah,
0: smart, yeah. And have you? is that your first entrepreneurial venture? Would you say your solo thing, or have you have you been making money on the side before that? Maybe the very first one mm. was um, when I
1: was working at uh, DCM nightclub. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad started a little mobile sales business for, called Auto Marine. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad was in the marine industry and sold a chandlery, which is uh, accessories. Mm-hmm. And he um, he bought this little little business. Um, it was basically a little truck, which had just all this gear in the back. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll, I'll drive that truck from marina to marina, uh, beep the horn and find the owner and get them to sort of... Uh, you know walk around the the truck you could actually like get in the truck and just do a quick little lap and then uh that goes sort of pick little things out that they needed and i i kind of felt like i, I would have been like 18 or 19 or something like that so i kind of felt they just they just did a lap uh just yeah you know, a courtesy lap yeah and then just yeah, bought yeah. a few things because you know just to keep keep me encouraged um,
0: yeah it's good well good sales tactic from your dad and yourself if even if that was the case you know yeah
1: yeah, I did that for a couple of years, and that's sort of um, one of those things where you're gonna sort of um, uh, self motivate, sort of you know get up every day and, and see these people, uh,
0: which is that that's the kind of you know sales role. Um, and how did that fit you? Uh
1: it was all right.
0: So taking us back to London, Leicester Square. So you were there for a while.
1: Yep. How so long I, were
0: you in London? A couple of years. Uh, a year and a bit. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Came back to us after that.
1: Yeah, well, I I sort of went to um, England to to sort of chase Emily, uh, my wife. So she was she was oh. she went over there first. Um, and i think she used up her two years
0: um yeah because that's your visa limit isn't it for a while yeah yeah then we came back and we sort of we
1: were, we were pretty broke and then i started working in bars then we moved to bondi and then i uh, working at this bar called scare canary where i was previously working so i got my job back there yeah i had a glass in that bar you know you know everyone was glassing each other for um for this like period of 12 months and it got glass
0: in to- being Glass in where
1: you smash a glass and you sort of fight with and it, stabs, yeah, a yeah, bit, bit of a yeah, Jeez. so a bit of, bit of a dog, maybe like it, it happens. Um, it, it, it happened quite often, all the time, but there was, um, in Bondi, no, no, just just in in, in Sydney in general. Mm. Uh, but there was just about a year where it really got a lot of press. Mm um you you know the the media will like flare up on some things anyway i had a glass in at my bar and the cops came in they said you have to use these plastic glasses and i was like ugh, Mm. they're horrible um and then i know dad did a lot of uh plastic molding for paddles and oars um so i went to him and i said hey dad um cops want me to use these things is there a way to make really really good plastic glasses and he said yeah it's all in the mold so anyway, I teamed up with uh, the maintenance guy at um, the Scary Canary. Oh, yeah. uh, he was very entrepreneurial too. Uh, he was also a um, an, an engineer. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So then we made these, um, or we got made these uh, really, really high quality molds of these plastic glasses. Um, and then we made these glasses that just looked exactly like glass, felt like glass. Um, they were heavy um, and they weren't you know, shit to drink out of. That's cool. Um and we set our you know, we 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 position ourselves in the market as uh probably the, the more expensive side, but you know, that's a quality thing. Yeah. So um as uh um, how do people uh, respond to that? They like it? Oh uh, look it no no one liked it.
0: No one liked right. <laughs> it. <laughs> Let's be frank about it. No, no one, one liked it. Liked
1: There's it. nothing like drinking a cold beer out of out of glasses. Sure. But, um, yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, it was like, at the time, because of all the media, there was, um, there was a change in laws, um, and it also came in, uh, a little bit, pr- well, a few years prior to the lockout laws, but sure. that, they, they were sort of cracking down and stuff like that.
0: Fine. Um, so everyone was going to have to go that way anyway, and you kind of. Correct. Yeah, and yeah. we, we, uh. You did it as best you could, you know. Yeah. And we were one the the of ship. the first
1: shakers and movers. Yeah. So we were, just, we were lucky. It was good timing. Um and yeah we just really built that up and we ended up selling the glasses all all around the world oh wow um and then after that I, uh, that company was bought by a larger company called trenton mm-hmm. um and you know sort of that comes with a bit of a
0: payout and um so that was little entrepreneurial venture number three by my counting so had your pat photography and then obviously your dad's uh marine sails and then this and then oh, and look and this then, sounds like a bit of a step up from the other two though
1: you know there there was there was uh there's a couple along the way as well um i started uh ben buckler boards oh yeah which was surfboards. Uh, uh stand-up paddle boards oh, uh sick. we 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 tinkered around with some surfboards but we we're just no good at making them sure um
0: Is this all out the back in and your garage have you always lived here ben buckler yep yeah, uh so
1: uh we moved to ben buckler about 10, 11 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, down in Ramsgate, and then sort of slowly, just we've always been sort of that end of uh, Ben Buckland. Just sort of moved around, and now we are where we are now. We've been there for about five years. Yeah,
0: it's a beautiful uh, spot. But but you, you, had, you tried your hand at subboarding then? Did you try and making them? Yeah. It? That's oh, so big.
1: well, we we got one made um, locally, and then we just sent them sent, sent them off to China to get them um, to get them sort of mass produced. Sure. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty much the only way you can get the price down to a manageable sort of price. Um, anyway, that was, uh, we we did that for a bit and then my brother-in-law sort of jumped on that business with me and he sort of, um, he wanted to take it further and I wanted to do other things. So I ended up selling, uh, that business to him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then... How's that
0: doing these days, is that... Mate,
1: he's doing really well, and, and really? I, I'm glad that he um, he's actually focused less on um, stand up paddle boards, mm-hmm. uh, and he is more into. Um, electric skateboards and electric bikes like that little bike that I, I ride around on and, yeah and pick up the um the empty kegs
0: yeah what so, he's behind that is he yeah yeah oh sick yeah uh, they're huge These ones
1: right this guy's got huge balls like he he basically put his house in the line and got a container of these things and and imported and he's like the sole importer and wow. i just i, I wouldn't pursuit have, I, of happiness kind of vibe isn't it yeah mate, i wouldn't have had the guts to do that so hats off to him and um yeah thankfully they arrived yeah, uh, that's one thing <laughs> Jesus They oh. arrived and, and it's going really well So, um, you know um, they, they do a good job Promoting that around the world um, Jamie Foxx has one yeah, Will I've Smith has one I've Post said. Malone's got one Yeah, yeah yeah, so. yeah, yeah Post
0: Malone's got a gold one Which is pretty Yeah Pretty dope Yeah, I saw that YouTube video with uh, I can't remember the name of him Jesse, someone who ever Delivered it to him or something Yeah, yeah. gnarly uh, okay.
1: Chris Hemsworth's got one In, in Byron, I think uh, um, So um. Yeah, so after that, um, I've always had this idea for an app, uh, for a purchase ordering app for hospitality because I, you know, did a lot of purchase ordering over the years. Yeah, in, of course, in the bars. A place to do it. Yeah. So I teamed up with a mate called Maddie, which I met down at the uh, local surf club, uh, North Bondi Surf Life Saving Club. Uh, we were both patrolling members there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had I had the idea and the background in hospitality, and he had a background in, in IT. Mm-hmm. And we um, yeah we built this um, this app uh, called Order Boom. Um, and yeah, basically uh, a venue um, or low level management at at a venue can go around, or even even the staff can go around and put an order together of all the stock that they need for the week. Push one button and bang goes out to all the suppliers. so they don't have to call and contact each of the suppliers one that's by class. one. That's a
0: huge streamlining. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and it's it's good. It's, that's um, we, we still I
1: still have that, um, and I've just I've taken a step back from that and sort of gifted my my shares to to Maddie just because he's a, he's going to pursue it a bit more because I've 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 found my passion. Yeah,
0: uh, but very
1: he good you. he um, you know we, we look after all the fish bowls. Yeah, 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 um, and you know a uh, lot of venues, a lot of. Uh, and they're doing bloody well as well, so that's oh, a mate, good that, client to have boys, on the old roster. The boys are killing it. Yeah, absolutely um, killing
0: it. We had them into Yahoo for an interview for our series, the New Investors. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. No, so those, those, he's those kicking serious goals, those guys. Yeah.
1: oh mate. They, I reckon it's yeah, it's probably the fastest growing um, food franchise in Australia at the moment. Mm, mm. Um, and um, yeah, he, the, those boys. Um, uh, really they're really into their tech and streamlining their processes to make it sort of uh, really th- make their business really scalable and, and our, our little app sort of slotted right in there um, and sort of helped with their process part that, of the, that, that part that, of the
0: p- beautiful machine that made it run
1: yeah yeah um, cool. so about three four years ago I walked past a homebrew kit yeah in a shop and um, you know I've always sort of like any sort of you know hot blooded australian had a love for beer yeah um but i walked past his homebrew kit and then i sort of got on messenger or whatever it was back then and then uh challenged all my mates to a homebrew competition on the roof um and i just got yeah i got really competitive uh, I got right into it. I actually sold Emily's car. Um, what? At, and then um, so
0: did you miss his car? Did she know about this before?
1: Yeah, yeah. She wasn't too too keen on the idea <laughs> either, and it's still it's still a bit of a sore talking point. But that, but she 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 sees the benefit of it now. But um, and, oh, yeah, I ended up getting all the stainless steel for the garage and um, just mate, just YouTubing the shit out of it. I ended up doing like a, a little university. Uh, you know, two-day course for, for advanced brewing. And um, yeah, I, I got right into it. Anyway, came the, um, came the homebrew competition day. It was pretty funny. It was on the, on the roof at, at the place where we're at now. And we had thirteen of our mates with just like thirteen really really bad beers.
0: <laughs> I hope you <laughs> weren't one of them. No. Nah,
1: the yeah, some some of them were alright. Mine was palatable. Sure. Um, I didn't actually uh, win the competition. You though.
0: didn't even win it. No, nah, it oh. was. Um,
1: it was uh, Sarah McVee. She's uh, uh she was a uh, radio host for Triple, no Triple J. Oh there you
0: wow, go. big up Sarah. Not only has she got Triple J, but she's got Beating the Bondi Beer. It's it's on her, her resume. Yeah, she's got an so uh, award winning craft brewer. Brilliant.
1: Genius. <laughs> um so, <laughs> I love that. That's so great. from that, um, I just sort of, uh, that became a serious hobby. Like mm. just every dying moment I was just trying to upskill and learn, um, more about it, more about the science, um, and just how to make better beer. Um, and just like, it's the best hobby ever. Like you, you sort of, it's something you can get into, but at the end of it, you got beer.
0: Yeah, how good is that? Yeah, you've got something that's completely tangible, usable, and enjoyable. That yep. you can share with friends as well. That's the beauty of it, I suppose.
1: That's it. So, um, yeah, I set up the little um, little home brewery in the, in the garage, and um, yeah, just I'd make brews and just invite family and friends over, and um, and then they and neighbours and they'd try it and say, yeah, this is shit, or this is good, and then. Mm. Um, Brendan, the guy I used to work with at uh, Base Backpackers of the Scare Canary, yeah, he saw what I was doing on Instagram, um, and he's he's got a good business mind on him too, um, and he contacted me and said, "Oh, why don't you why don't you have a red hot go at this?" Yeah, um, and then yeah, we sort of teetered with the idea, and
0: um, so what were you doing for work? What were you doing to pay the bills at that time?
1: I I wasn't paying the bills, actually. I was sort of... Um, eating into savings. Yeah, I yeah. was eating into savings. All of just started, and tech's pretty pretty expensive uh, when you when you start up. And, oh, hugely, yeah. And so um, I was actually, for a little bit of money on the side, I started uh, Paul's Whiteboard, where I did whiteboard animations. Um, and then that came from... Um, whiteboard,
0: what, what do you mean? So, whiteboard
1: animation. So during the whole Auto boom thing, um, I did a little... Uh, it's like an infographic. And I just found some software called Scribe um, and then did these uh, voiceovers with um, these videos which had a hand scribbling animations. Um, and then that was really... Um, yeah that was that was fun and it was pretty easy money and then i um yeah i sort of started a little website and facebook page and um got a few um jobs with a couple of cool companies um that's cool what were the infographics about explaining oh what look i i did i did what like I, adverts for
0: companies yeah they're
1: like little 30 second to a minute adverts um uh, one of them, I I I run off a few. So one of them was Body Bean Care, which is like a coffee body scrub, um, from the the neighbor next door, Simon eh. Hill. Um, and then I did one for, oh, a code of conduct for for teachers for uh, Catholic schools in Whoop. Western Australia. I did one for, um, an engineering company. I, I did a um. Oh, I did one for a New Zealand company called Allo- Alloy Fold, which uh, got homeless, not homeless, uh, got uh, men that were incarcerated that were re- uh, newly released jobs making chairs. Wow. Uh, and they did a play on that whole uh, chairs thing. You know how when they say cheers, it sounds like chairs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that was just heaps what? of. Just, how, did
0: the, how did these jobs find you, or how did you find them? I don't just word of
1: mouth and then pe- people searching for it on 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 you know Google or Yahoo. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and then um yeah, it just got. What and you knock them out? What
0: was the deliverable? Was it a video? Yeah, yeah, it was um, a video.
1: It's it's hard to show on a podcast, yeah, but quite. just just imagine, um, yeah, just a it's it's a whiteboard yeah. and a crayon and a scribble, and it's not actually my hand; it's software that does it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd find images that suited the script, and then the um, and
0: it pretends to draw them, kind of thing. Yeah, a class, yeah, I'll, brilliant. Show you one afterwards. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, and we'll then link it in the description.
1: Yeah, so um, did that and. Uh, what else was I doing? Oh, I started the Sydney Brew Bus, which I uh, still got today, uh, and that, that runs every other weekend, where um, I, or oh, sorry, I used to do them at the start, but I'm just a bit busy now, but we've got um, the the head brewer at Rocks, or what, sorry, not the head brewer, one of the, the lead brewers at Rocks, uh, Lee. He takes these tours of uh, groups of about, you know, 12, you know, 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. And he takes them for a run around the inner west. And everyone gets a little sip at each bar. And they get a big lunch at the start. And, yeah. Um, dropped off at a location. And, um, yeah, it's just a little, little tour company.
0: That's class, mate. You've got a fucking so many businesses under your, under your belt. This uh, is insane. Yeah,
1: I was just, there's something I'm, I'm missing too. Oh, I started a sex shop.
0: What? <laughs> Sorry, what?
1: <laughs> I started this. Uh, that that one. That one we sort of gave up on pretty quickly.
0: Oh, what was that? <laughs> <A> passion project. <laughs> uh,
1: competition was stiff.
0: So, hey. hey. Uh,
1: so no, I was I started doing a little bit of drop shipping. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. What? So you had like a, an Instagram page or something, and it was click and then you'd order from Alibaba or something.
1: Correct. Um, and what I, what I was doing? Um, I had a. Um, eyelash extension accessories business which sort of I ran which is the back off of my uh, wife's business Bondi Lashes so she did the lashes and then I'd import all the um, extensions the the eyelash extensions glues and tweezers and all this stuff and sell it to her and all all her well I didn't sell it to Emily but I yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, sold yeah, it yeah. to all the competition other, sure. other eyelash extension places anyway so then I thought oh this drop shipping stuff's fun mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty easy you can automate it And then I was trying to think what's something that everyone's got is small, you know, for shipping and it's going to have like a low rate of return. And then I was like, sex toys. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> like that's it? Like who's going to return a bloody sex toy? It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah Well, that's
0: the classic. From is it see if it's snatch or lock stock. Lock know, stock. Like, exactly. How do we raise the money? Mate? Exactly right. What we do? <laughs> <laughs> we call it knobs tickling dogs Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one will return that. Um, Over five years, we'll make about two hundred pound. <laughs> so. I teamed up with
1: another uh, local entrepreneur. I won't mention his name because I'm embarrassed the hell out he's of him. He's
0: onto a new business, is he? He doesn't yeah, want to be painted yeah, with a sex shop. Yeah. Fine, oh, fine, he, fine. We'll he, let him on. He's,
1: he's got like a, a ton of businesses. So he probably doesn't want to be associated <laughs>
0: with
1: it. Um, but he was really good in the e-commerce space. Um, so I teamed up with him and then we sort of, we, we found out pretty quickly that it wasn't as, as simple as it seemed. And, um, there's like there's like five, you know, three or four or five big key players. Oh, really? And the cost per click was like five bucks or something like that. Wow. Um, and you couldn't advertise on Facebook. You yeah. couldn't advertise on Instagram because the, the community guidelines. And, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, so we, we kind of like, yeah, threw the towel in pretty quick. Yeah, fair. Uh, You've got
0: to know when to hold them and when to fold them, I suppose. Yeah. How do sex shops advertise out of interest? Uh...
1: Yeah, they they pay their five dollars per click. They do pay yeah, so five dollars. You, you got to be pretty, pretty big and up there and willing to spend that and make sure that you know your conversion rate's good good. The other one, um, the way we ended up doing it was um, jumping on Reddit uh-huh. and just doing a couple of cheeky posts and uh, oh, interesting posting some blogs and stuff. Interesting. Uh, and that that worked, but it was just too time consuming. And uh, yeah. I sort of.
0: Uh, I, I
1: only liked it because it was just funny to tell people what you do. Yeah, and, 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 and it's just, just a good pub story. And, and then you just sort of you, like, because everyone, everyone that like, you meet starts off with the same old boring question, like, oh, what do you do? Uh, and then, yeah, I just, like, I run a sex shop and then just sort of, sort of like walk off
0: <laughs> and just
1: kind of like look over and just like see the reaction and stuff. So I, I kind of like that, but... Anyway, that was short-lived. That was about two, three. Uh, that actually, it probably went for about six months.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, it's a good stint. Uh,
1: um, yeah, so we we gave that up. And then, um, anyway, so the, the whole way along, I've been... Um, hustling. Brew, hustling and, hustling. And, and brewing beer out of the garage. Um, and then, yeah, came up with a, um, a pretty good parallel, Um And we got our license and we released it. October last year um and yeah basically just just went hard and i was pre- I, I, I really loved it and I, I loved like i loved that other people loved it and that sort of kept me sort of really motivated to sort of spread it around totally yeah um and then you know the focus was i'm just gonna sell it locally and just you know see what happens mm, mm. um and then yeah, everyone really got behind it. Um, you know, Bondi hasn't seen a beer um, for them for like ten years or something. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah. good to good to give them give them a, a beer back. And um, yeah, uh, pretty much. There's just there's like a handful of places that don't stock it. Um, there's you know you can go from. Well, we're we're in this beautiful uh, radio station here today up in Ben Buckler at the Diggers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but from here. Uh, all the well, way along
0: let, the beachfront, all the way up yeah. to Royal, kind of area. Well,
1: let's start here. So, we've got the Diggers, we've got Rocker, Bev's Bottle Shop, Bondi's Best, North Bondi Fish, uh, Speedo's, the Surf Club Burrito, Harry's and Raw awesome. Bar, El Indio and sushi train even oh really And then like that's half the beach and it just yeah, yeah it, it keeps going on so, Well, it's been amazing it's Coverage. Just, and it's so much fun like you just sort of like you you run into a place with a box of beer and yeah like, big smile and everyone's like hey yeah so it's totally. kinda, yeah, yeah you're so,
0: the you're the f- the modern day five of Christmas kind of guy <laughs> everyone's happy to see
1: you yeah and um yeah I'm just having like such a good time with it it's, it, it it is basically my dream job That's crazy. um there's like there there hasn't been any dip in energy like from from when we started it, um, and it's just yeah it just I just can't wait to wake up every day and so sort of just keep keep going and <clears throat> um I don't know if the wife's sick of it yet but um yeah it's sort of it's 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 a, a real passion project and it's not even a project like this is this is what I do and this is what I'll, I'll do forever yeah. Um,
0: what an incredible feeling to find to find that does it like what was it about it when you just locked into that groove obviously you've had so many businesses before now like what was it about this one that you were like this is it this is warm
1: um, look I think the first ones were sort of a necessity to make money Ooh, yeah. um, and then it was just something I was good at in hospitality mm-hmm. um, and then the other things were like just sort of you know, a bit of a hustle just trying to think how. You know, I can make a buck, mm. uh, but this was a passion project. So this was something I loved, which turned into something more.
0: So the old cliche um, is true: do what you love, and the money will follow. Yeah,
1: and um, not not that we're killing it or anything. That we don't want to give that impression. But yeah. um, you know, it's it's you know sustainable. Yeah,
0: totally. Um, and but when you've got that fire of passion that you absolutely love it, like then you know the, exa- the hard work becomes exactly. easy.
1: Like so many businesses. Um, like it's, it's so many startups and so many businesses just struggle especially in the first year um mm. and then there's so much shit that just comes at you that just tells you to stop and stop and stop mm. um and i get that all the time too still mm. but mm. you just gotta you gotta be a little bit sort of yeah in love with what you do to, to just sort of keep going and just say nah i'm just yeah this this is what i'm doing and just keep keep pushing forward and then yeah it, it was sort of eventuate and roll up from that and before you know it you've you've got yourself a little little business
0: yeah that's class so, uh, all right uh, so we've made it to the bondi beach beer days so i've got so many geez. questions basic basic ones in we, brewing we pro- capacity Fuck, talking about myself instead of the beer sorry no, oh, no no this is exactly <laughs> what the podcast is about oh, no, no 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 oh, it spot no on, you're sweet yeah you're spot on <laughs> i've um uh, so i want to ask you about your your hobbies of some sort of uh you got some boxing or something coming up soon but we'll come yep. back to that so yep. beer for those that don't know, how do we brew a simple beer? And what is ah. what comes under the umbrella of beer? So you've got pale ale and, of course, you've got a new draft out. So I want to know. Talk to me about your pale ale first. Okay. So the, the powwow uh, is actually
1: XPO. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean for that, uh, getting a novice? That means uh, extra powwow. The, the the actual style, the definition of style is a bit cloudy because it's not an actual um like international standard style for beer okay uh it kind of it was made famous by the guys up at bolter um and um i think the very first um xpa was uh by wolf the willows um which is it's sort of that that kind of tastes different to what xpa is sort of known as today uh but i think they were the first to actually use the term For me, XPA is an extra pale ale. So pale malt is the star. Okay. Um, So uh, in B, you've got malts. uh, Malts where you sort of derive your sugars and some of your tastes from. And then um, you you hop it, um, and they give you your bitterness and more tastes and aromas. um, And then your yeast is what turns all those lovely sugars into alcohol and carbon dioxide. Mm. um And this is
0: all going into what is a what are the steels what are they called?
1: the, the uh, there's brew houses and
0: fermenters. Fermenters,
1: yeah. okay, A quick rundown on how how to make beer. So mm. how we made beer for that competition. Yep. On the roof. Yeah, was yeah your home brew kit. A bucket, a can, some water and some yeast. Boom. And and that was that was pretty much it. Uh surprisingly it sounds so simple that you reckon you probably couldn't fuck it up. Yeah. You can fuck it up interesting yeah yeah, it's pretty um that was was some 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 bad bad beers there and some bad bellies afterwards oh no really and um but the there's sort of when you progress from that you go on into all grain brewing which is pretty as close to commercial as as as, you know you can get it's the Mm. same sort of concept Uh, basically you've got the grain or your malt um, you crack it um, and you expose the starches into it and you mix that with water at certain degrees and you convert these starches into sugars Mm -hmm. and these are the sugars that later the yeast will convert to um to alcohol and carbon dioxide but yeah so you you wet the grain you remove the grain you boil it then you throw in your hops Mm -hmm. um into the boil while you're boiling it the the longer you boil hops the more bitter it gets um and then your hops that you throw in after the boil they sort of you don't burn off the aromas so that's how you get those sort of um aromas so going back and yeah you add yeast and then you you ferment it for about you know 14 days or or whenever it needs to and
0: i presume yeah this is where the variation in flavors come isn't it so it's how long you boil stuff off for it's how many hops you add it's the whatever you're fermenting it in how long you ferment it for that's what gives each brew is, I, I, it's, you know, it's, it's all its different.
1: Yeah, there's thousands of recipes, and mm. every single one of those things plays a part. Um, mm. But yeah, the, it's the, the yeast probably does most of the work and, okay. and change changing the flavor. They say that the brewer makes the wort, which is the liquid. Yeah, and the the yeast makes the, the beer. Rest. Oh, interesting. So,
0: so that leads me to my next question: of Let's say you find your perfect brew, and you're like, "This is it. Now that this is going to be my XBA." Yep. How the hell do you then go about replicating that to the degree of certainty where you can put xpa on thousands of cans yep. and have it taste this more or less the same each one
1: um so i think uh brewing uh is a lot about measurement and control okay so y- you're just going to make sure when you brew anything yep. like everything you're gets recorded
0: about the detail yeah
1: yeah, everything. So pH, temperature, time, um, just like any variable
0: you can think of. Yeah.
1: Anything you can measure, write it down. Because, mm. like, if you make a mistake and make a cracking beer, you want to know how you made that mistake. Yeah. If you can't replicate it, you'd be
0: pulling yeah. your hair out.
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we've got our XPA. Um, and basically, obviously, we outgrew the garage pretty quick. But we contract brew uh, that out at Alexandria now because um, I see basically all
0: your stories. Yeah, it, it didn't look well, like the garage. It looked a bit bigger than the garage. This place where you were yeah. canning up this huge, amazing modern factory kind of thing with these well, hundreds of beers rolling out on those rollers. That looked great. That's that's the thing, and um, like the the
1: property price in Bondi is just
0: oh insane. Yeah, so it, it's it.
1: it's a bit tough to to build
0: a brewery. Like I don't know, I don't have two million bucks at the moment. Yeah, fair. So um, yeah. So it goes out there. So under your house, uh, this fantastic garage etched into the cliff of Ben Buckler is the... It's the home where it started. It's where we make our recipes. Um, so it's where you are day-to-day experimenting.
1: I, I try to um, we do. spend as little time in there as possible. Just I, I, I'm more sort of um, better in our businesses, you know, seeing the customers.
0: Okay, um, cool, so, cool.
1: But yeah, so there's obviously a little bit of admin and um whenever there's a space in the fermenters that i have in the garage Mm um i fill that up with something and see if we uh can see if we can discover something new Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so yeah we we take a recipe and then we um we go to a contract facility and then they um yeah they they basically brew to our order and Mm -hmm. our specs and then package that up uh and then Get it out to all the thirsty people out there.
0: Yeah, and how does it work in terms of the business? So, do you get orders and then you make it, or do you make it and then try and sell uh, it? No, no. You 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 need stock.
1: So, the, from go to woe to, to make a brew or to make our uh, XPA. Yeah. Um, it's about twenty one days, give or take a couple of days. Okay. Or sort of give a, give a couple of days, um, and yeah. So, um. There's a big, there's a constant juggle of, um, how much get, you get well, front up. Well, how much you need, cash flow, yeah. Tank space. Um, th- there's a there's an external canning company mm. um, that's really really busy, um, and then it's hard to sort of get time slots with them. Interesting, yeah. So you have to make sure all that that sort of times up, and then uh, at the whole time you've also got a juggle demand. And then make sure you've got the stock of the cans and this and that. And there's just yeah, yeah it's quite um, yeah. There's a, there's a bit of a dance around it. It seems it's like we're pretty used to it now. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, but, it sounds, but it's it, the dance that sort of every, every every other
0: brewing company sort of does as well. Totally. And each one feeds into the other, and yeah. you've got to keep them all all the plates spinning kind of thing.
1: We're we're lucky. Uh, we've got a pretty pretty good guy on the ground um at the at the contract facility. Uh, his name's Jared. Mm. He's a he's a Awesome brewer, um, and he sort of—it's gone to the stage where we've kind of automated stuff. Where you know he keeps an eye on like stock levels, and you know he'll if things are running low, he'll sort of even suggest it to me. And um, basically, because I'm I'm pretty much a, a one-man band down here, it's um, yeah, yeah, it's good to have sort of
0: um, oh, too right. You need you need a, another set of capable hands in the brew house for yeah. sure, don't you? That's cool. So silly question: How long does a beer last on the shelf? So it's gets Gets canned today. How long's that going to be uh, good for?
1: It's, look, we, uh, we've we got a year um, life, uh, best before mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's no, um, a, a, after a year, it's it's not going to do you any damage. Like there's, yeah. there's, there's alcohol in beer. So, um, you know, it's it's hard for any pathogens to, to live. But it's just the quality of the beer drops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, um, a year is
0: incredible. Like, well, you know, time.
1: I think, um, it, you know, I think, you know, uh, everything has a uh, life cycle, and um, sort of hop aromas and um, and you know other flavors can start to sort of uh, drop off. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's we we have that shelf life, uh, but we have never need
0: to use it. Oh no, too right. Uh, yeah,
1: we never aim to. Do you?
0: That's. I was just yeah.
1: interested. So in when um when we first started, we yeah. we sold out of our first batch. Yeah in two weeks wow and then we had like a week of really angry customers um and then the second batch we sold out in three weeks after doubling that size Mm. Uh, we sold out again um and then at the moment uh i think we brew probably once a month Mm -hmm. and we run our stock levels right down so the wow
0: and how many you brewing at the moment how many cans we uh cans (sighs) i'm
1: not not too sure, but maybe it'd be probably six, 700 cases yeah. a month. Awesome. Probably a bit more than that, yeah, uh, yeah. about 10,000 litres or something around there. Mm. Um, and that's sort of ramping up at the moment um, coming into summer, so it's a bit bit more than that. Um, around uh, Bondi, we've got uh, about 17 taps. Oh, okay. Um, across the, the range, the draft and the XPA. Yeah um so uh we're moving a few kegs at the moment too and um kegs is actually where um any of the money is because there's not much money in the package interesting uh what is
0: that because there's less overheads because you're delivering well, it in higher volume no it's dropping, it's or? it's due
1: to the unfair tax system in that we have in australia for beer um how does for, that work so the excise tax system um it uh, unfortunately you get taxed on the size of the vessel mm. Uh, rather than the amount of beer that your company makes. Okay. Um, so you'd think if you're like one of the big multinationals doing thousands and thousands of millions of litres, yeah. that you, you, you'd you get taxed more and then the smaller guys would get taxed less. But um, the tax system at the moment, anything under the a vessel, which is under the size of eight litres, yeah. uh, gets taxed at... I can't remember. It's like fifty-five liters per pure liter of alcohol, Yeah. and then anything above that gets taxed at thirty-five liters per pure liter of alcohol. So there's an...
0: so the big uns are paying less, and you're paying more.
1: Yeah. And and not only that, like these guys contract all these these bars up and make it really hard for the smaller guys to get in. I was going to say, yeah,
0: it sounds like the union or their kind of pressure has had a role in this kind of thing.
1: Yeah, well, they're just so they're just so big, and they, you know, hats off to them for building their companies Course, up yeah, to, yeah. to get to that position. But yeah, um, yeah no, it's just tough for the, the smaller guys. Um, yeah, that's all, all the <clears throat> all the creams in, in the kegs, and it's just it's uh yeah, it's a nightmare to get Shit. to get on tap. It's, yeah. it's, it's you got you got you to do a lot of pestering and convincing.
0: See, so right. Well, good on you for getting a foothold in it, mate. That's yeah. um, a huge huge advancement then for you, by the sounds of it.
1: Well, yeah, we got to um, yeah, got to thank. You know, the people of Bondi for, for backing it yeah. and sort of demanding it at, at the bars. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah, we couldn't have done it without the, the local support.
0: Yeah, too right. And on that note, marketing. So you're prolific on Instagram. <laughs> you're always about there. You had a, a keg on here, at the Bondi Diggers Club just last weekend. Yeah. You, you get about. What's your ethos and all of that? You're an incredibly bubbly, positive guy as well. Like, you're always lit up with a smile, which is hugely ingratiating to the uh, brands. <laughs> no, 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 it is. You know, like, I've only met you a few weeks back or a month or so back, and I was like, fuck, cool guy, nice guy. You know, uh, oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I know. Really, it's a very important part of the business. So how do you get about, how do you get Bondi beer around? Um, without making it too cheesy, we try to give it a catchphrase. Mm-hmm
1: um and for me i wanted um locals doing a selfie with a beer mm-hmm. and sort of posting it so we got a bit of um you know a bit of virality through that but a bit of um social media love uh so that that phrase was um you know poorly likes a bondi don't you um and then yeah we, we did a bit of a bit of a push on that and um yeah uh, what, do you, who, what do you
0: mean by a push? What do you mean
1: by... Oh, uh, you know, that was... A, that we, we, we focused on that sort of angle. And, and um, to our surprise, people in Bondi like doing selfies. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Who'd have <thought>? Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it was just a good way to sort of... Um, you know, I can push to your network, but... Mm. Um, you pushing n- you, to your own network is so much better. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So th- that's, uh, that's how it kind of spreads. But, um, mate, to be honest, I'm just winging it as I go. I've just... I, because i'm having fun i'm just doing lots of videos and um you know just trying to show people what we're doing every day uh, just putting on as many events as we can and supporting the the local bars at stock our um, venues um and yeah I've, i hope i don't put too much content out there but i just try to yeah
0: no oh, no not but, at all mate it's nice to see behind yeah. the curtain you know that's what's so nice about uh when you're in the beginning stages or even at whatever stage, it's seeing it's making it human, right? Yeah. So it's not you're not just drinking a beer, you're drinking a story. You're part of a club. You're part of this emotion behind the beer. Yeah. And seeing when you can see your passion through it, that's what I think <clears throat> that's what sets it apart from any other beer on the shelf that's like, oh, I want to drink but, you know, I haven't got any attachment to any of these other ones. Whereas I know Paul Let's have one of those kind of thing.
1: Yeah, and it's a good, I think that's a good starting block. Um, I think what's really important is the beard is really good oh yeah of course well that's yeah yeah. that's, <laughs> um, that's number one right? So, that's getting you to the starting line isn't so it? you gotta get people to take it off the shelf and drink it and yeah. then
0: like and come you, back for you,
1: it. you den the water if they don't come back for it yeah so, too right um, yeah I like
0: Paul but that was shit house we're, yeah. having... <laughs> <laughs> we're not having another of those yeah
1: so if we're still brewing buckets on the rooftop for that competition like I don't think we'd would yeah. be here today talking
0: yeah, yeah real talk
1: yeah um but yeah, no, we, we, um, so when we were released in October, uh, which is coming up to our first birthday, yeah. um, we soon got number 31, best new beers in Australia for, yes. the, for the Gabs.
0: 2018, uh, I saw that.
1: Yeah. 2018. Uh, we got, uh, well, we received, sorry, uh, number 31, uh, overall, yeah. uh, sorry, number 131, um, and, we we were only sort of in the in the marketplace for like a couple of months before that voting started. That's incredible. Um, so we yeah. just yeah just gave it a good nudge. A lot of pestering on Instagram. Yeah yeah yeah. Um, Hit the just, ground running. And yeah just yeah we, we gave it a good good push and um, so we released our second beer about a month ago called uh, Bondi Draft.
0: Mate. The beer for drinking. Yeah love it uh, love then,
1: it. Um, so that came about because uh, part of the job is standing in bottle shops doing tastings, mm-hmm. and it was really funny. Half the people would drink it and go, mm, "Oh, that's lovely and fruity," and I, I, I love pale And then some people would like dead set; they'd spit it out in front of me and go, really?
0: "Oh, it's disgusting."
1: <laughs> and, it was, and then You're I'd ask, "Visceral customer feedback, right?" There. <laughs> <laughs> right but it's, it just made me smile. It was pretty funny. And then I, I'd ask them, "You know, what do you drink?" And they'd go, "Oh, VB. Yeah, you know, I love a carton Draft. Love." loving you you know i love lagers and then i was thinking oh look this 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 it's definitely- half
0: this market you're missing out yeah. on. yeah yeah
1: but uh yeah i didn't want to make a big sort of commercial beer um but i just yeah i wanted to make a uh, good no-nonsense lager that was easy to drink but it tasted like it hadn't hands on it it wasn't like a, a like a watery uh mass-produced uh beer mm. you know you can taste this the complex malts in there um and yeah uh, we called it the beer for drinking just as a bit of a piss take uh, and we sort of went um, we gave it a retro design gave the can a retro design yeah big fan of it um, we we, we did this um, funny video uh, and we got some some sort of local celebrities and um, some some uh, neighbours and stuff to help out and everyone's just doing you know dumb shit with the beer like um, you know uh, the chef and uh, owner of Bucket List is um, pouring some on his uh, salad in a the kitchen. And then we've got um, a local footy player called Benny Seymour, uh, ex footy player. He's doing cupping. He's, oh, sorry, he's getting cupping done, which is that
0: oh, beauty what, like therapy kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but with the cans. Yeah, good. goes.
1: Uh, and then um, uh, Jessica Pritchard, one of our local environmentalists. Uh, she um, uses it as mace on me. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm I'm pretending to be a streaker, and then uh, we finish off with uh, Drew Mitchell from uh, Ex X Wallaby huh? filling up his car with it. Uh, so all these people just came together and helped out. Didn't ask for anything.
0: Yeah, that's uh, it's pre- it
1: pretty funny. And then yeah, we just made a s- stupid video and got that out there. Um, and how's she going at the moment then? Yeah, it's good. It's 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 catching up. Like we've only just released it, probably does like one to every five of the others. Yeah, uh, you know. Um, but we've uh, already secured a few taps around around town.
0: Oh, sick taps, um, beauty.
1: Yeah, so a uh, l- lot of venues are giving us our second tap, which which is amazing, uh, mm. considering how hard it is to to get yeah. the first. To get the second's even harder. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's uh, I'm really happy where where it's at. Um, so we'll probably look to uh, throw out another. Um, A beer into the mix uh, later in the year.
0: Okay, can't say can't say too much about it, but it will be. um, Is it going to be a birthday limited run, or is it going to be no, no, uh, run for good kind of thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It'll it'll be part of our core range. Um, so that's that's another thing. Like people people ask us about like you know, funny nitro milk stouts, and sours, and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I just. I don't like drinking them, to be honest. Like I just, yeah. I, all our beer beers are about balance and just smashability. You know, like yeah. something you just want to drink a few of, and not like, not like drink one and sort of, like enjoy enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, but you can only drink one one mm. of them. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll probably come up with another sort of session session style beer. Good uh, man. May,
0: Maybe something a bit lower in uh, ABV. Yeah. Um, what about those little experiments That we had a look over the weekend That coffee porter or something like that Were they oh, just a flash in the pan Yeah, that's just a bit of fun oh, that's, that's, They a, were nice That's a bit of fun for the neighbours They were nice so. <laughs> Yeah, very, very nice um, that, I had a little shot of this one that Paul passed me He's like, yeah, it's about two espresso shots And I was like, oh, wow, okay, right We're, we're off, let's yeah, go we probably It was we, probably like 8.30am, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, we pretty much made, yeah Vodka, Red Bull and a beer Yeah, quite so. oh, Yeah, it tasted great that's class. Oh, good. I'm glad that I'm on the on the local thing so I can get those little experiments anyway. Yeah, if you see the the garage door open, just yeah.
1: pop your head in and say hello. That's um, But, so- yeah, and more exciting news, we've just got a couple of investors too. Oh, nice.
0: Congrats, yeah. man. That's awesome.
1: So um, I'll be able to say more about that in you know, the next coming... Couple of weeks, fantastic. Uh, prob- probably they'll they'll be our first birthday at Beach Road Hotel awesome. on the twenty fifth. Okay. Uh, so the the new investors are going to help us uh, ramp things up and sort of get the distribution sort of wider. Uh, and they've 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 said start looking for a location for a brewery in Bondi. So mm. we'll s- see how, see how that goes. Wicked. Um, so hopefully we can uh, build
0: a brewery in Bondi and sort of it back here again which would be good mate that would be awesome very excited for that very very excited for that what's your instagram name so people can keep up with their, with the hype beach, beer bondi, beach is, beer bondi is our
1: main one if you're out there and you've got a can of uh beer this weekend do a selfie with it and tag us and we'll,
0: we'll repost it good man there you go so there you go listeners you want to keep up with that check him out there and now, when you're not brewing beer what can i find you doing I remember. What were you saying? You said you had a fight coming up. Yeah, what's all this about? I've got a yeah, an amateur bout. Yeah, uh, what boxing, the, kickboxing, boxing, might die. boxing, boxing.
1: yeah. Um, You've been doing that long. I did it for a while about ten years ago, yeah. and then just didn't do it, and then sort of got back into it.
0: Um, Could this be like your amateur brewing? Yeah, you know, just a competition. Nah, 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 nah. Ten years I, later I, you're up there. I'll probably do this, uh, I'll probably
1: do one or two and just hang the gloves up. Oh, so all right, sure. I don't want to get hit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might, yeah, the might lose the spark. Yeah, <laughs> quite. Yeah, yeah. Lose the spark in my nose or something. That's on um that's on November the second. Uh, but that should be a bit of fun. Yeah. But I, I've um over the years just struggled with the weight a bit. Okay. And um, you know, no matter what you try and like getting into
0: beer brewing probably doesn't help it doesn't (laughs) help at all it's not a step in the right direction
1: but if you want to shed kilos really really fast join a boxing gym sign up for a fight and you'll be amazed the motivation of not wanting to be knocked out in front of your friends yeah true uh you
0: really really it, it just melts off you yeah that's a very <laughs> so. good point yeah you heard it here first serious motivation for that uh yeah so no that'll be a bit of fun good lad right our final few concluding kind of questions then mate so what is one uh gadget Electric and then non-electric that you couldn't live without. What do you use all the time? Is this before the sex shop? Or <laughs> <after> sex <laughs> yes, shop? Yes, right now this sounds like you got uh, one from the sex shop.
1: I don't want to be boring and yeah. say it's my phone
0: No, no, well but a lot of people do wi- wi- without
1: my phone Like I do all, all my videos and yeah. pretty much run run the business from that So that's pretty
0: what's your most used app within the phone after Instagram? I uh, well, Facebook, <clears throat> Facebook um, as well, and
1: then yeah. it would be zero, zero uh, for accounting, uh, and uh, most lately Lightyear, which is um, uh, like accounts payable software. Um, so you scan your receipts, mm-hmm. and you scan invoices, and then it just goes straight to zero. Uh, oh, yeah. And then
0: I <clears throat> probably iMovies, iMovies on your phone, yeah? yeah. I suppose yeah, yeah. If you're trying yeah. up stuff, for stuff Instagram. like that. Nice. You really do run it all from the phone.
1: Um, there's another one called um, Fonto, mm-hmm. where you can put fonts on a photo. Nice. Fonto, and then it's the they've, they've got a video version of that, which I do the the video editing editing with that as well. Called Vont.
0: Vont. V. Yeah. V-O-N-T. V. V. Yeah. Like V for
1: video, and yeah. then again font. So it's putting it. uh, moving <clears throat> moving uh, words onto a video. So That's that. Nice. Uh, so I use those, and then what else? Yeah, I use the Grainfather app a lot for my my home brewing in the garage. Grainfather, great so name. if you're um, yeah, if you're into to, to brewing or yeah. brewing at home, you, you you'll know what that is. Um, but, yeah, that's that's about it. There's hundreds of there, so yeah. Go, stop stop me now.
0: Is that like your <laughs> – Is it, does Grainfather give you like a kind of like almost a Pokemon card of this is what this grain has, these are the stats on this? Or...
1: Oh, it's just it's just brewing software, so it's for a brew day. You, you punch all your your stats in, mm-hmm. you push go, and you brew, and you use it to take all your measurements. Oh, this is um, the one that you keep yeah. track
0: of, so if you make that amazing yeah. beer, you've got it. You can replicate that well, stuff.
1: That and just um, – pen and paper for for a lot of yeah. lot, a lot of my stuff <laughs> yeah get on you so, so pen and
0: paper would be your non electrical yep tool yep i apart guess from so the, or maybe the the brew kit um non electrical tool. It's the bike probably, but it's
1: electric bike. So it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't count anymore. No. But the bike, uh, I use the bike to pick up like the empty kegs around Bondi. It only picks up two it's at a time.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say, is it like it's a small it's yeah, a yeah. bicycle kind of thing. So yeah, it's got yeah. enough kick. to this bloody hilly around here, it's
1: no, got no, enough no. kick to go up these hills. Yeah, it gets us up the hills and uh it only takes two kegs at a time, which is really inefficient, but yeah. it looks funny, yeah, you know, riding around Bondi with these kegs on the back. But
0: you're right, but it's advertising again, isn't it? a little, so little bit, bit of advertising on that yeah i'll give you the bike you're fine you don't yeah give to, me the bike i'll, I'll give you yeah, that my brain's sort of yeah it's pretty early today <laughs> yeah yeah you've done well you've done well <laughs> getting out here nice that's class so what what gets you out of bed in the morning what's your like ethos these days what drives you
1: oh, i just can't wait to start looking after my customers as soon as i wake up you know, I, I check my phone uh see what's going on, on on the gram and then yeah just get out there
0: that's class well we'll leave it at that but Paul mate thanks so much All for right. your time thanks for coming in thanks for having me so guys thank you so much for listening in wherever and whatever time it is in the world where you are and we'll see you in the next one